With 25% off all new and up to 70% off previously leased furnishings, do you really need a better reason to party? We don't think so. Come visit our new Court Furniture Clearance Center with more than 9,000 square feet of new and previously leased furniture and decor for your home and office. Sofas from $199.99, bedroom sets from $399.99, dining sets from $299.99, and more. Free food, prizes, and fun all weekend long at our Chandelier Court Furniture Clearance Center at 13946 Lee Jackson Memorial Highway or go online at courtclearancefurniture.com. Welcome to the Zadzooks Happy Hour, a podcast providing commentary on the latest in film, TV, games, and comics. My name is Todd Stoll, and I'm joined by 25-year veteran reporter covering pop culture, video games, and technology for the Washington Times, Joseph Zadkowski. Sorry I was late. Could you guess why I was late? Because you were playing Destiny. I was stuck in Destiny again. Mr. Level 20. That was it. I got to level 20, 205 power now. Man, what a game. So how much longer are you going to play it? I don't know. I've got lots of things I can do. Yeah. I just started cracking this thing. I just got on that planet, the planetoid Nessus. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. The Vex are in there, which are really neat, like, um, machine-type enemies. Hmm. They're like, um, they they look like Independence Day aliens, except they're machines. That's cool. The Taken, which are possessed... Fallen, Hive, uh, and Cabal. I fought them in the Dark Forest today Mm -hmm. before I got here so that I can unlock my subclass that now allows me to carry this flaming hammer and throw it. It's like Thor. I mean, I got a seriously cool Titan now. I'm very happy. Yeah, my guy is uh, starting to really power up nicely. He's got a like a, a fully automatic pulse rifle that can hold 900 rounds. Yep. And uh, I'm mowing people down. I got my Sparrow today, my hover bike. Nice. So that's very cool. I, I know stole, you had something. You I, were able to yeah, steal I, one. I stole one from a bad guy. That was pretty awesome yeah. for the for the like 45 seconds that I had it. Middle of a public event, right? Uh no. Just, oh, you was just hanging yeah, out. He was chasing was, you. It was like chasing other people, and then left one behind. I picked it up, and and uh, you know it was all good. I'm gonna keep playing a little bit longer, and then I'm gonna take a break until the new content pack comes out in like October, November. Yeah. And then I'll dive back in, and we'll take a look at it again. You're gonna have a hard time with that because you've got a lot coming out in October. You've got The Walking Dead returning, and you've got Stranger Things returning. And we do. Yeah, we've got a lot. Um, so, and there's always TV to watch. South Park is back. Yes, and so says your shirt, Ghost Park. Very nice. Thank you. Very cool. Hey, man, I do what I can. So, really, really enjoying it. And I, and I, honestly, almost there was somebody pounding on my door to pick up my kids today, and I was like right in the middle of something, and they were really engrossed in watching it. And so, um, it was a mission where um, my character. Uh, his subclass collects um, its weaponry that is cloaked in sort of like this black. Um, it's it's really hard to, to say what it is, but it's it's almost like an anti antimatter, and I'm supposed to pick that up and and use it and build something with it. Which is really yeah. What planet that is that on? I'm on Earth. You're in the European dead zone. I'm in the dead zone. Yeah, and I'm picking up these these weapons to put together or to use in some capacity for some major weapon but in the middle of all that every time i come back 
to the game when I land there, there's a public event taking place. Right, so you got to take it. Which is just, like, ridiculous. Um, and I am kind of annoyed. There is one thing that really ticked me off. I shot the bad guy and killed him, and someone ran over and stole the loot. I didn't think they could do that. I didn't think so either, but when I went over to, to get it, it was gone. Wow. And Unless two people shot at the same time. I don't know. So... Yeah, I've usually not had that problem. Yeah. Okay. All right. So this week we're going to do a couple things. You've gone out and and uh, went into the field as you did last year. Field of screams. And in Pennsylvania. Inter- and interviewed the. I guess is he the the owner. Co-owner. Co-owner. Yeah, he's one of the the masterminds behind the builds every year. He's the guy who puts it together and formulates the strategies for scaring the poop out of people. And he so was, and he was a, apparently a former teacher. He's a former teacher, wrestling coach. <laughs> yeah, that's that says a lot. And I still don't know how to pronounce his name. Um, Gene Schoff. I'm gonna get if I get it wrong. I'm sorry, Gene. Will you correct it in the audio? Yeah, he he agrees with you. So yeah. so that segment will. We'll we'll pre play pre recorded audio for that, but we're gonna jump right in and talk about this week's release, Wonder Woman. So finally, DC got it right. This is a marvelous movie. I had a lot of fun with this. I thought that Gal Gadot or Gadot, however you pronounce it, I think it depends on who you are, um, was the perfect cast for Wonder Woman, and it was high time to give finally a female character its own vehicle right and home run yep what was the last movie with a female lead hero superhero I, there hasn't been one supergirl uh but not that was not a movie yes it was helen slater was supergirl when was this 80s oh see i don't remember oh really you that. don't you don't remember uh uh is cap captain marvel is is Brie Larson, right? Yes. And that hasn't come out no. yet. But I'm assuming she'll be introduced in Avengers Infinity Wars. Yes. That, that's my guess. But anyway, I think it was Helen Slater. Okay. Um, and I guess the only other sort of all-female... Yeah, I can't really think of like... I think the closest one would be like Scarlett Johansson... But she's Black never Widow. been given her own thing. No. But she's, you know, it's always been an ensemble. And right. in some ways this is as well. But she definitely gets uh, a good chunk of uh, alone screen time, which is nice. So Wonder Woman takes place uh, roughly uh, in the middle of the uh, World War II. World and War One. Is it World War One? It is World War One. Really? I guess I didn't realize that. You did watch the movie, right? I did watch the okay. movie, but I thought it was World sure. War I thought it was World War Two. No. That's what makes the movie even cooler. It's World War One. They're in, in that first battle in Belgium in No Man's Land uh-huh. where they're fighting against those ger- and the whole premise of the uh, the villains are they're trying to create um this altered mustard gas. Yes. Which was used extensively in World War One. Right, and it melts gas masks. Yeah, it's and bad stuff. It's bad stuff. 
Um, I guess I wasn't really paying that much attention to the historical accuracy of it, more than just the sheer awe. I of, love World War One. Of not one, for what happened in it, but for the historical points to it. Well, it's very exciting for me. The history of it didn't really matter that much. What what I mean, the film just looked spectacular. Uh, the character was uh, written extraordinarily well. Uh, it was performed very well. Chris Pine. Who plays love interest Steve um, Trevor? Trevor. Be sure um, you watched the movie. I did watch the movie, okay, and so I never remember sure. his last name because they only mention it once. <laughs> yeah, they only they, they always call him Steve, but they never really yep. say they only say Trevor once. Um, he's great in it, and I don't feel like he distracts from. No, their camaraderie is great. It's, and their chemistry, their chemistry is great. Is great. Um, and it's it's your. Your introduction, it's its the backstory to Wonder Woman. Yep, and it's perfect. Yeah, it's mind-blowing. It's very fun. Uh, how was the 4K? Um, you know, it was another upscale. Okay. But the thing was, there's a little bit more going on. The They shot some of the scenes in 35, super 35 millimeters, mm-hmm. so... Um, especially all the World War One stuff, mm-hmm. because they were kind of looking for that celluloid right. richness mm-hmm. that you would get, and they achieved it, and it was great. And actually, the cinematographer um, had said in multiple interviews that they they were inspired by the um, artist John Singer Sargent, who did very um, rich landscape painting when he did some of his paintings and mm-hmm. stuff so the and you can just tell it looks beautiful the whole um, thing looks beautiful on paradise island because i'm not going to try and pronounce the actual name of it yeah it um the depth of the blues and the the flora and fauna yeah. and the greens and it just really nicely done um, anytime a sword's hit another sword, sparks are all over the place, and you mm-hmm. get to see that really nicely. In the No Man's Land battle, when she's being attacked by machine gun fire and stuff's bouncing off her um, gauntlets and, and her shield, it's just dynamite. Yeah. So it looks great there. And, uh, you know, the the airplanes that are used in this are very, they're very well done. I mean, obviously no one's flying these things, but... Um, the villains are um, Dr. Poison is right out of the golden age of Wonder Woman comics, mm-hmm. which I really appreciated. I thought that was a cool thing to do. Um, Steve Trevor's secretary, Etta Candy, I believe, is from the golden age of the comic books. She's very cool in it. Um, and the who- director, Patty Jenkins, who is a huge Wonder Woman fan, really... And that's kind of key, isn't it? Right? If you find somebody who really loves the source material, like a James Gunn, yeah, you're going to get a really great film. Yeah, I sort of feel like when they do Justice League, it's going to be kind of a letdown. For it's going to be a huge downer compared yeah. to this. Yeah. I mean, if you look at what Man of Steel turned out like and Batman Dawn of Justice, Superman, yeah. Yeah. those are really depressing films. They're just heavy-handed. So I think we have to we have to ruin one piece of this movie and spoil it a little bit because I have a question. Yep. Um, so the love interest, St- uh, Steve Trevor, Trevor, uh, doesn't make it right at, at the end of the movie. He dies. 
and yet Chris Pine has signed a multi-picture deal to reprise this role. And there's a lot of theories about how he'll be reintroduced, whether it'll be an alternate universe, whether there'll be different versions of of the Wonder Woman franchise where they'll travel around in different times, or they'll do the the thing that they did with... um, uh, I'm blanking now. There was a Marvel movie, or, or it was a Civil War, where they like used a time machine essentially to alter reality. Age of C- Cybertron. I don't remember, I don't but so I'm really fascinated how they're going to reintroduce him, considering I think he's got a three-picture deal to play this character. Hmm. I don't know. I, I mean, don't know. I mean, he obviously was in the comics a lot longer than he was on in this yeah, movie. Yeah, and that's the thing. I I didn't really get the the need to kill him off. Right. I mean, I guess it it's pivotal to the role in the sense of it it introduces who Wonder Woman really is, but it did seem like they had such an opportunity to after the big battle to be like, "Oh yeah, he he parachuted out of the the plane he was in that he blew up." Right. Which could still happen. Which could have, well, I mean, but at this point, she's back in present day 2017, so he would be... Uh, right, but uh, she could certainly go back and do a World War II adventure if right. she wanted. So, and then, of course, uh, she doesn't age at all. Right. Um, and there's a reason for that. Um, and I wonder if we'll ever go back to Paradise Island again, since she was essentially banished from it. Right. I don't know. Um, but I'll be curious if they do that as well, because... They had some pretty big actresses uh, playing key roles. Robin Wright was in it. Uh, yeah, and she was great. Connie in it. Nielsen, um, as so the queen. So the visuals on this, the colors, even on just a normal Blu-ray, were very stunning, very, very strong, very powerful. Um, and in general, you can't have. If you're going to have somebody play Wonder Woman, it needs to be somebody who was in the Israeli army like Gal Gadot was because right. she literally looks like she could... Lots of great combat. ...beat you around, the, you know, yep. around the table. And so. y- we don't even mention that there's this massive fight at the end that I don't think is cheesy at all, and it comes out really great. Yeah, and she... The, and the Ares you, battle. You finally get to see her her golden lasso that she's in using action, yep. in action. And no invisible plane yet. Maybe later on. That's going to be rad if yeah. they do introduce that. That's going to be weird. Um, she so her shield is there. She's got um, she has the sword that um, it's the god killing sword yeah, yeah. Um, that she doesn't have forever. But you know she she uses what she has. She's got um, apparently a really ridiculous rocket jump ability. Um, and, and the god of Ares is the um, never mind. I can't say that. I'll spoil the movie. Don't worry about it. You'll yeah, see. It's great. Uh, There's a great actor in that movie. If you like... Who was in Fargo. Yeah. Yes, he was. Um, that's right. And Harry Potter. This is true. If you don't like comic book movies, it doesn't really matter. This doesn't play as a comic book movie. For right. me, th- this is why I think I like this movie so much, because it took place in more or less a realistic historical time. And it was a bit of a war movie, more mm-hmm. than anything. And I think that's kind of why movies like, um, you know, The Dark Knight were so powerful. Because it wasn't a superhero movie as much as it was a gangster movie. Right. It was a 
a thematic movie that happened to have a superhero in it. And 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 that's why I think some of these work and that's why I think like Superman and you know Superman v Batman and all these other ones they're a little bit harder because it's you're stretching the imagination and I think Marvel's done a good job of incorporating kind of the real life thing with the fact that there are superheroes and this is just so you really it's, you you almost disconnect from the fact that she's the superhero in the movie and you're just looking at it as you know she's fighting nazis extras lots Did of you watch them any, you watch any of them yeah i, I really i really liked the um what was the one that i watched it was um the one where they 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 dove into um essentially how like how she prepared for the role there was like three sort of mini what do you want to call them? Like features, I guess, where they really talk about the creation of the character and everything. And I thought that was really cool to watch. Yep. This was also a movie that was the first movie to ever have a female director, a female writer, and the female lead. There were hundreds of females that built this movie. Yeah. I mean, it's great. Right. And, you know, this whole thing of people don't care about uh, a female-driven movie and a male-driven industry is right. untrue because this movie is number two worldwide for the year. Right. Um, and Beauty and the Beast, which has a female lead, is number one. So, right. you know, I don't want to hear that. This is just a great movie. This deserves uh, you to, to buy it, to watch it. To uh, It's not terribly bloody and violent. So I think PG-13 is a pretty decent rating for it. And I think kids that are maybe like 9 or 10 could watch this. There's not strong language. Um, and it's just... it's badass i mean she's badass this is and and you know like it's i don't know what else you can say about it well my favorite extra there was a look at um how wonder woman fit in with the trinity at dc comics which is batman superman and wonder woman and that was so well done because basically it's interviews with comic writers so greg rucka jill thompson paul dini who uh co-created harley quinn um jeff johns Artists, Liam Sharp, Phil Jimenez, and of course, in the 16 minutes, it's probably 13 minutes of beautiful comic book art by the, by the guys who created it from the beginning. Um, John Byrne and Jim Lee and Alex Ross and, and all these characters that have come to life through comics. Um, it's a nice segment to introduce readers who may not be so familiar with her origins as to where she came from and how she exists in a um, great artistic medium. And the only other thing I was going to say, which I also really appreciated, is the fact that they didn't really, there was not this like big focus on like a scantily clad Wonder Woman. You got a really authentic outfit. Yeah, gladiator. Yeah, gladiator style. And I really like that because they could have easily, if there was anyone else involved in this movie. Like Harley Quinn, for example. I mean, <laughs> this is yeah, like off I, the charts. I know that, um, uh, yeah, there were issues apparently filming based upon the shortest of short shorts right, right. for that movie. And I also say, watch the gag reel because yeah. watching uh, Gal laugh is just beautiful. Well, and Chris, she, Chris Pine's got some comedy chops. Yeah, so they're very funny in this gag reel. Listen, they are, that's the perfect pairing. He yep. is he is outstanding with her. I mean, right. I don't know. How else does you can really play that off? But that's a great pairing. Um, you know, I could gush about this movie all day. The only other thing that um, 
I think w- is is somewhat interesting is I think if you were to introduce a new series of comic book lovers who were watching Superman and then Batman and then Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman is just so much stronger in terms of the the content of these right. movies. Yep. That I I mean she's got to play a huge role in the Justice League. Right. And if I she hope so. and if she doesn't. Then that's like that's shame just, on them. That's an injustice. Shame on Zack Snyder. I mean, yeah, that. Oof. So we'll see. At any rate, that's, is that an A or an A plus for you? Uh, this, this, that's an A plus. Dude. A plus, sure, hands down. Get this movie, buy it, watch it, watch it with the females in your family. Yeah, it's my wife wants to see it. Yep. She doesn't really like comic book movies. She's yep. like, I really want to watch that. And I said, Yes, you need to watch this. This is great. So. When we come back, we're going to do, we'll talk a little bit about some stuff before we send it out to Joe, who's going to time travel to, he's going to. We'll also just talk about the Field of Screams, Pennsylvania, so I can tell you what's in it. Very good. Communities Digital News, built by the writers and editors that deliver the news 24 hours a day. Visit comdiginews.com. That's C-O-M-M-D-I-G-I news.com. And support the next evolution in news. So you went to Pennsylvania. Yes, on a dreary, foggy night. Well, that sounds... Mountville, Pennsylvania. That sounds right up your alley then. Oh, yeah. I had a blast. So once again, I was there for um, Field of Screams, Pennsylvania, their opening or second weekend. Um, and, there's, and there's a special reason why this one... Yes, this is the 25th anniversary of Field of Screams, which is pretty amazing. And I've got an interview that we'll play in a little bit with um, Gene Schaff on, uh, on how special it is. But once again, let me remind everybody, it's um, four attractions... It's uh, Haunted Hayride, which is one of the best attractions as far as hayrides I've ever seen. Isn't that sort of like the thing that started it off for them, too? It is the thing that started them off to them. Um, there's multiple areas where you you drive through a warehouse and the, the, the doors close and things happen. <laughs> and it's awesome. And you bet there's clowns. There's always clowns. Um, there's something called the Nocturnal Wasteland. Which now is not as scary, honestly, as it used to be. But now it's basically an obstacle course. So if you got heart conditions, asthma, or overweight, forget it. Don't even bother. Because you got to climb some major stairs to get through this maze. Walk over the haunted hayride. um, Go through tunnels to escape. And it's a lot of work. Are you being chased? You're not being chased. It's just, this, it's just this a one, lot of work. This one's just, it's a self-pacing. There are guys popping out occasionally, but man, it is self-pacing. So those are two strong ones. Then you do the, the barns that were turned into haunted mansions. And these barns have been around forever. So right away, the creep factor is high. Um, Den of Darkness is probably my favorite. There's a lot of good stuff going on in these. And no matter what time of the year it is, it seems, it's always 30 degrees hotter in these places and inside them. So you will guarantee to sweat. And once again, Den of Darkness, you're fat, man. Forget it. It's over. You have to, at one point, crawl through an attic, which is brutal. 
a pitch black attic. And um, there's other little traps that you're going to walk through that you will not appreciate it if you are not in decent physical condition. And there are lots of ghouls in this these houses chasing and causing problems. Um, it is by far one of the best attractions for Halloween, the, the quartet of them I've been to. And this year, not quite sold on this, but I'll bring it up. Uh, for $150 per person, they're going to take you behind the scenes and they're going to let you scare some people at some point. They're going to take you into an attraction and let you hang out and cause mayhem. That sounds so. That's kind of cool. That right? sounds kind of fun, actually. Um, it's it really is uh, a family affair. Everyone in their family helps and works and puts this together. Uh, you can get all four attractions for thirty four bucks, which is a pretty. I got to say, if you're going to get up there and you're around there, that's a pretty good deal. How how long did it take you to kind of go through everything? Uh, let's see. I would say Hayride's about 25 minutes. I would say Wasteland's another 25 minutes. And the houses themselves are maybe 15. So 30, you're looking at about an hour's worth of entertainment or mm-hmm. over that. Um, there's bands that play every weekend. It's kind of depressing, but I'll bring it up anyway. The band we saw was The Undead. Now, Undead features a guitar player from The Misfits. And I don't know if you know the Misfits, but mm-hmm. they were a legendary hardcore punk band. Um, I think Henry Rollins was in them. Mm-hmm. God, I can't. I'm saying that, and I'm going to be wrong, and people are going to kill me for that. No, but anyway. No, I'm pretty sure he was. poor guitarist was up there playing to about 10 people because oh, everybody else man. is doing their stuff. Yeah. And he's just, I mean, I think he's bummed. I'm, I'm sure that, that, that he got paid, but... Um, Anyway, I don't want to end on a bad note, but the interview is pretty cool, and the guy takes us a little bit behind the scenes and explores what's going on, how he started, and um, hope you enjoy it. I am with Gene Schoen at Field of Screams, Pennsylvania. You got it. And I heard you guys were celebrating something special this year. It is What's a, going on? Well, it's a very special season for us. This is our 25th season. That's a big milestone for us. So we've been at this for 25 years, started as school teachers, doing all kinds of other things, and transitioned into the haunt business, and here we are. Who, who would have guessed? What was that first year like? Do you remember a little bit about it? I, I do. I mean, the first year was totally accidental. It was, uh, you know, we, we thought we would do a hay ride just for fun uh, as a hobby and we got talked into it we were way too busy to do it you know I, w- I was teaching school I was coaching wrestling I was the monitor of the weight room I was farming raising chickens and a buddy said just do a hay ride and I said I'm way too busy for that got talked into it we did it and 2,000 people came and liked it wow. and it was really cheesy and it grew from there so we're like this this is fun this continue so what can a visitor expect this year that they've not seen in the other years because I'm sure you have people that come back every year yeah so I mean a visitor this year is going to get a lot more I mean every year we do a huge build schedule but this year we integrated nocturnal wasteland with the hayride without giving everything away there's a hayride scene that incorporates the nocturnal trail which is our haunted walking trail 
The trail goes over top of the hayride, and it's a really immersive, interactive scene that incorporates every sense you can imagine. Also, you can purchase a behind-the-scenes tour, which takes you to that location on the hayride, and you can have some interaction and scare the customers yourself. That's great. Um, what's your favorite of these four? Boy, my favorite. So I'm I'm more on the build side of, of the uh, organization okay. here. So if we're talking about building, probably my favorite thing to work on is the hayride because the scenes are huge. I mean, who gets to wake up and say, uh, I'm going to build an exploding moonshine still with a 30-foot fireball. And then we get to go figure out how to do it. Right. Um, so the scenes in the hayride are huge. So that's probably my most fun area to work in. Nocturnal Wasteland is fun to build too because it's so unique and we can do overhead scenes which we can't do as much in the buildings because we're limited on space. Um, my favorite to go through possibly is the asylum because of the close quarters of that building. So it's, that's a toss-up one. Right. You know, favorite uh, is tough. What's the history on these buildings? I know one of them was an old barn. Is that the Den of Darkness? The, so the, the history is this was my father's farm, and I own a farm two miles over the hill. We were going to build Field of Screams there. And in hindsight, it just, it's, it's good we didn't because we're right off the Route 30 exit here, which is perfect. We came over here, there's, there was two buildings on this property besides the house. The one building was the Den of Darkness, which is right by the road, and that had our cow in it that we milked as kids. The building next to it, which is now the Freightmare Asylum, was a chicken house where I raised chickens for years. It's a four-story building that had chickens on every floor. So in the beginning, you pulled into what is now the entertainment area. That was the parking lot. A little, you know, 200 by 200 area was the parking lot. And while you're waiting in line for the hayride, which is the only thing that existed, you would see chickens in the window of what is now the Frightmare Asylum. Right. Oh my goodness. <laughs> how the um, how long exactly is the tractor ride? Do you know mile wise? The, the, uh, it, it's about a three quarter of a, the, the haunted haunted hayride is about three quarters of a mile loop. Okay. The, the, it's a timed sound system that is anywhere from 18 to 23 minutes. Okay. This year is closer to 23 minutes. Right. And the way we do it for our efficiency is the tractor drivers are listening to a soundtrack and they listen to sound cues which forces them to be at the right spot at the right time and for our we do the math for the evening and decide what our throughput's going to be and so we're on a certain quantity of people per wagon and a certain interval for when every wagon needs to leave so that we are efficient throughout the night sure i noticed the nocturnal um, wasteland was very different this year very different. I mean, I remember parts of it, but it's like you guys reconfigured it completely. Is that? <laughs> well, the Nocturnal Wasteland uh, now is incorporated with the Hayride, meaning that we added a, uh, what was the first time that we had to bring a crane onto the property to do a build? And we brought the crane in four different times for our build in Nocturnal Wasteland which included a bus, a fire truck, a caboose, um, and some other really cool things. But the, the amount that we added to Nocturnal, I would say, is as long as a lot of people's entire attractions. And this is a very family affair, isn't it, for, it your, is. for your business? It, it, it sure is. We have 
Um, everyone works here. We like to say that my dad is really good at coming down and tasting the food. <laughs> my mom, who is approximately 80 years old, is one of our main actors, and she's been acting here all 25 years. Um, wow. Both of our wives are part of the uh, the affair. Uh, my my brother's wife is the graphic designer. My wife works in the in the uh, ticket booth and also in the office. Um, and uh, my children, my oldest son has just now graduated from college. He's back running our kids event called Corn Cob Acres. Prior to that, he was the asylum manager and a chainsaw maniac in the den of darkness. My youngest son, who's at Chippensburg University, is still a chainsaw maniac here on the property. My daughter's at Penn State, and she comes back and works in the ticket booth and helps with builds in the summer. So everyone's involved, and if you're close enough that I can reach out and grab you, you become part of the family and I drag you in. Great. What tips do you have for people coming? I know it's going to get crowded. It's going to get more crowded. Yeah. Is there a better night to come uh, without giving too much away? So the, the tips for, for customers that are going to come on the property, some people enjoy the crowd. If you want to be here on a crowded night where it's just crazy, come on Saturday in October. If you want to avoid the crowds but still be here on a crazy night, come at 5 o'clock. If you get on this property at 5 o'clock on a Friday, you will beat the crowd. The other thing you can do is purchase a VIP. For an upgrade, which you can do at the ticket booth, online, or on-site after you bought your ticket, you will go to the front of the line of every attraction. So you can hang out, you know, do the attractions in any order you want, grab some food, play a game. You don't have to feel rushed because you have that VIP ticket. If you want to totally avoid crowds, come on Sunday night by 6 o'clock, and there's virtually no crowd on a Sunday night. Excellent. Well, congratulations and continued success. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Communities Digital News, built by the writers and editors that deliver the news 24 hours a day. Visit comdiginews.com. That's C-O-M-M-D-I-G-I news.com. And support the next evolution in news. Okay, I knew I was wrong. Um, the Misfits had Glenn Danzig in them. So that was first correction. Second correction is I need to warn people about this place, um, Field of Scream, Pennsylvania, because the scare actors will get in your face and they will touch you. I had guys with chainsaws poking at me all night. Obviously, they didn't have chains on the chainsaw, but it was scary nonetheless. Um, my son got headbutted by somebody accidentally, of course. The guy obviously apologized right after, but that was kind of scary. And there was a girl on a haunted hayride who would not stop screaming. And it, it was like a magnet. Because all the scare actors knew it and would come up to her just to get her going. And at one point, she really lost it on one of the scare actors and started kicking him, um, which was kind of weird. But he was like, I'm done. <laughs> he just got away and he was done. But that girl was insane. Well, I don't know why you would get on that knowing full well you were going to lose it. I mean, I think the reason the guy apologized to your son is because your son's a, like a monster. Yeah, he's like, uh, you know, and he's a real scare actor. Yeah, he's in amazing physical condition, and I don't right. think it's going to take a lot to move him around. Right. Uh, you know, so. All right. Box office. What the heck is Wolf Warrior 2? Not a clue. And why is it fourth in worldwide grosses? I don't know. Wow. 
It's beating Guardians of the Galaxy now. Yeah, I don't believe it. It's probably like a, a... It must be a Chinese... Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do actually remember hearing something about that. That there was a movie that was like really big in China and it was like exploding. And Wonder Woman's at seven, by the way. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty great. Yeah. Number one at the box office projected for the week will be Kingsman 2. Which has gotten terrible reviews. Terrible reviews. They're projecting it to hit $40 million for the weekend. It slips to number two, it looks like, at least at this point. Um, I don't know what was number three. Um, can't really recall now. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, it uh, is just having uh, quite a fun time with it. So Three was the Lego Ninjago Oh, Lego movie. Ninjago. And that's a really pretty disappointing opening uh, for yep. the Lego franchise. Well, but come on. I don't know anything about that. Do you? Jackie Chan's in it. I mean, my kids know Lego Ninjago. Mother was at one million, number six. It's got eleven million so far, and it was really horribly reviewed. I believe another bad film. But you know, it's going to be a contender for the Oscars. (laughs) Oh goody! Yep. Um, And it's killing it. It's number. It is. It's in the top ten. It's number 15 worldwide right now. Yeah. And, but, but, away. and but, it's going to pass War of the Planet of the Apes. Pretty but, but domestically, I think it's in the top five. Yes. So, so good that's stuff. Cool. So next week, what do we got on the radar? <laughs> Close you know Encounters. That, there you go. Yeah, I'm, I'm aware of it. Okay, cool. Uh, it's their 40th anniversary. It's got a really nice package. It should be kind of nice, nice to watch. <laughs> nice. Way to, way to good really, stuff in way the package. Really, yeah, way to really throw um, that out there. Are you are you uh, channeling your inner Dreyfus or my inner my inner inner Dreyfus? Chicago. I was going to say it has nothing to do with he, close encounters. He talks a little bit like that. Throw the ball. Um, so that's good. I've got Transformers, which I heard was another poopy, poopy yeah. Michael Bay movie. Mm-hmm. But I will be watching it. Pirates of the Caribbean comes out um, in a couple weeks. Baby Driver, you've got to get. I am right near the end of Ken Burns' Vietnam. Vietnam, brutal, mm-hmm. brutal movie to uh, br- brutal TV series to watch. So you should watch some of that. Mm. I don't know um, that I can. Why were you in, were you in Nam? No, but I, I I I for me the '60s. Did you know anybody in Nam? I don't think I knew anybody who went to Vietnam. No. My cousin went to Korea. Yeah, my grandfather was in uh, in Japan and then in uh, the in Korea. Right. So I got a father in World War II. I got a father-in-law in World War II, mm-hmm. and uncles in World War II, but no then, Vietnam. Yeah, most of my uncles were in Desert Shield or Desert Storm. Right. Um, but yeah, I don't think anything Vietnam related, but. The the 60s for me is sort of like you like World War One and the 60s for me is kind of like my that's like my sweet spot so it's just pretty depressing. Does that mean you like it or don't like it? I mean I'm very fascinated by the 60s right. about you know just the the sort of overall chaos that went on right. for the better well, part of a decade. They do a great job with this series. Yeah, it's just it's just sad. 18 hours. I know, it's just sad. So yeah, okay. it's kind of like Twin Peaks, 18 hours. Yeah, yeah, I think it's just like Twin Peaks, isn't it? <laughs> I'll, I, uh, I, I think the Kennedy administration I, started the I, Twin Peaks. I really, really... Did the Kennedy administration kill Laura Palmer? No. Okay. No. Uh, but we don't know that. I really, really loved 
Twin Peaks. I loved it. The Showtime? The Showtime. The Showtime the, one? The Return. But I will say, leaving it on a cliffhanger like that, and then having um, David... I, I haven't seen it, so don't blow it for me. No, no, I'm no. going to watch this. But, but having David Lynch say, well, if I do a fourth season, it'll be in four years. Oh. Because it took me four years to write this one. Boo. And it's like, dude, you're not you're not a young guy, my man. And you know, you gotta get this going. And it's weird and it's all over the place. And there's a cliffhanger, is your what you're saying. There's a pretty big cliffhanger. You don't really know what's going on. There's a lot left open, but man, all I can say is what a hell of a ride. I mean, it at times I'm just like, I don't know why I'm watching this, and at other times I'm like, Man, when was the next episode gonna be on? So all in all, that was really a special experience, which Showtime is not happy with it because why? Uh, most people streamed it, which is stupid because people bought subscriptions like crazy to stream it, but they didn't watch it live when it was being broadcast. So, so they consider it a failure. But what difference does it make? I don't know. Was there commercials run in it? No. Then what? difference does it make because 18 hours worth of stuff i can imagine must have cost a pretty penny yeah but how do they make more money if it if you watch it live i mean the thing is is that i bought a subscription through hulu because they do that now and it was like right. 11.99 a month so it's not you know like the only chance they make money is either through the point of purchase of the cable network itself right or one of its streaming services right or an ancillary version via Blu-ray, DVD, whatever. And that's right? coming out, I think I think he said before, right around Christmas, the, okay. the, the third series will come out. Well, I'll definitely look It's at that. what I really hoped the X-Files would have done when they came back. Right. And that's coming. They're filming that now, season 11 of the X-Files. Yeah, that's right, because season 10 was the renewal and season 11 is the continuation of it. So that's being filmed. Okay. So, you know, it's good stuff. I think that's that's all I've got. You go back home and play some more Destiny. I'm going to play some tonight. Can't wait. Yep. Can't wait till you get to level 20 uh, a couple take, months from now. Yeah, come on, man. I don't. I can't play games until 2 o'clock <laughs> in the morning. I'm tired. I want to go to bed. All right. Okay, that's fine. Great. Well, Great. thanks for the screams and the scares and everything. Sure. And we'll, we'll see you next Enjoy week. Enjoy the interview.